0: welcome back to the nightlife podcast season three episode 25 finally we're finishing the season and we're gonna do it the right way um again we are here still in quarantine actually for us over here in miami back to closing restaurants again i have no idea how long this is gonna be how long it's gonna last and i don't know how long some of us are gonna survive but here we are um I have been talking to a lot of people um, in Canada um, lately. I've actually been learning about the way they pronounce some of their city names. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, without further ado, let me bring my friend Matt Ward from Ottawa, Canada, from the capital. How are you, Matt? How's everything? I'm
1: good. I'm good. How are you doing today?
0: Good man. I just learned how to, you know, how to pronounce uh, the capital of Canada. I kept saying Ottawa over here.
1: <laughs> Yo, go spread the good word, man.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> um, Matt. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what you do, what what you've been doing in the industry?
1: Right. Yeah. So, uh, hey everybody, I'm Mr. Matt Ward. Um, I run an event planning and marketing business out of Ottawa, Canada. Uh, it's the capital of the country. And um, so I throw events, monthly events, and uh, I was running um, marketing contracts for nightclubs, bars, and restaurants here, here in the capital.
0: There you go. All right. So um, how long have you been in the industry?
1: So I started as a bartender in the industry like six years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And I started doing my own events uh, about four years ago. Four Got years it. Ago.
0: So, yeah, so I see a lot of what you do has a lot to do with the bartending part of it. Is it mixology or just bartending or both? or?
1: Um, well, so with regards to our virtual events that we just did, so, you know, I know we're going to get into um, the conversation about the, the virtual side of things and how I pivoted, right. but yeah, before, pre COVID, you know, we were uh, like, I was just filling up the bars right I was planning the event and um, bringing bringing business to the bars and that's what ended up getting me the job with them through a marketing contract to help fill up the club uh, every week and then I was doing my own events so so yeah I don't actually deal with the bartenders too much um, I used to be a bartender that's 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 it
0: right right um, now let me let me ask you a question over there, is it any different? Um, is it different than here as to what uh, what the the you know what you do and what a promoter does uh, or a main promoter, as as I would call it, is or is that what that is?
1: Um, so I mean, I I guess if you have a promoter like okay, so I was the head promoter of a music festival here in Ottawa. So we have a music festival here. Um, you know, it's probably pretty small scale compared to your guys over there, 35,000 people. And, um, I was, I was the head promoter for them, right? So for them, that was their business, right? That, those were their events that I was promoting for them right um so that's i started doing my own events and promoting you know what i mean promoting my own business so Correct. i guess like what you would call a promoter there is somebody that rents out the nightclub right and and books the dj and and puts together the event is that your guys definition of it
0: well so we so the way we see it over here is is we have the main promoter which is kind of in a way the way that i see you know the one that actually does the whole thing and then you have the promoters in general which some of us call sub promoters which is actually the whole team of promoters everybody that brings each person each and every person so so yeah it's a little i guess a a scale in that in that sense um we don't we don't usually see you know the, the way that you have it although what i what i've seen uh different is the type of events that you've been doing um you know during this quarantine that is that is what uh what definitely caught my eye my attention because i have talked to a lot of people and uh I am, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have to have found many around the world that have actually done something with this time, but the majority have been actually just sitting down and waiting, you know, um, every time that you find somebody who's, you know, thought outside the box and built something uh, different, you know. Different, but still in the industry. Not those that are, you know, just finding a job outside of what the industry is or whatever. No, actually, staying, you know, true to to your passion and continuing to work with what you were doing uh, before. But basically, you know, fixing, you know, moving some things around and changing some things around, like you said before, pivoting. Um, so, so why don't you tell me a little bit about how things changed with uh, with COVID and what you are doing today?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I love that. Um, um, so basically, when COVID uh, hit, all the restaurants closed, right? Everybody knows all the restaurants, all, all the bars, all the clubs closed. Right. So that that's that's my business. That was literally my business. My right. marketing contracts and my monthly events were were at bars and restaurants. So um, my business stopped overnight, and I kind of went into fight, <laughs> fight or flight mode to figure out what I was going to do. And um, so one of the events that I host here in Ottawa, types of events, is a pub crawl, right? Everybody's heard right. of a pub crawl. You bar hop at a bunch of different locations. right? Um, you know, I work out deals with the venues and the sponsors to provide tickets, you know, value in the ticket. So everybody buys a ticket and we all get together, you know, and you do a pub crawl. So um, I'm pretty good at those. I, you know, I kind of have the market cornered here. So um, I kind of took the idea of, the pub crawl and just put it virtually Um, so that was that was what I did to pivot my business and still host an event so nobody could leave at home so I brought the party to them (laughs) right
0: so a lot of people have been thinking of how to do this okay meaning um, and I've heard a lot of companies a lot of promoting companies over here talking about the different possibilities and the, the main issue all the time is how are we going to make any money out of this? You know, because at the beginning, things were a little different. People were thinking, this is going to be 15 days. We'll get through, you know, right away after 15 days. So let's just do like a live video with our DJ and 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 that'll be it so that people don't forget us in the next 15 days. They did that and they did it another time. And then they realized, all right, the DJ doesn't want to play for free anymore. Now, what's the next thing that we're going to do? Um, all right, let's figure out what kind of event we can promote but and, and, and make some money off of. And they get stuck right there. A lot of them get stuck right there. Nobody has figured out a way, not, not nobody, but most haven't figured out a way, um, you know, to continue to make it a business, even though it's during these times. So, I mean, everybody is entitled to continue, you know, to make some money. We have to pay our bills, correct? Um, so so what was the twist in, 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 in to what you were doing how did you bring the party to the people
1: that that was it that was it um how you know i had to bring the party to the people so basically i put the party in the box um so we created cocktail kits okay we created drink kits um that had all the different ingredients that you needed to make caesars so we celebrate uh, national caesar day here every year it's canada's national cocktail you guys in uh, America call it uh, a Bloody Mary, a Bloody Mary. I we see. call it a Caesar here.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and so I do a big event around that every single year, right? I do a big pub crawl. And so I, fi- you know, I figured, why not put the Caesars in a box, right, in a cocktail kit and send it to people at their houses? Um, so I, um, I figured out, I designed a box. I partnered with Smirnoff. Um, to, to put vodka in it and Caesar glasses and tons of cool stuff into these kits. And then um, I partnered with a local delivery service here in Ottawa. Um, it's like last mile delivery. and we delivered kits to people's houses. So that's how we kept sales sales coming in and, and making money was because people are you know people are drinking a lot people are drinking right. more at home right and so oh, yeah. there's that there's that demand that was the problem that we were that we were solving It's like people are going to drink at home so we were solving that problem by sending them the booze to their house but also pairing it with an experience Be- that's why there was value in buying it is because anybody can go buy fucking stuff for Caesars oh. Caesars right part of my language but right. um you can't you can't have a bartender show you live right. how to um, make an, make an amazing Caesar and you can't have a zoom room full of 10 other people that are all there for the same reason. They want right. to party. They're at, stuck at home too. Um, so that was, that was it. You know, I packaged up the party, sent it to them and then brought them all together online. And, uh, it, it worked out for me. Matt. Out. So
0: tell me a little bit more about that part. I, 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 saw in, in, in your promotion that, um, that it was groups of 10, what exactly th- does that mean? And why why not just one big uh, group of people on, on a, a big Zoom call? Great
1: question. Great question. Great question. So this was the key that that I think that I brought to the table that I don't think anybody else has. I haven't seen it anywhere. So the reason groups of 10 is because going out is an experience. It's about talking to and being around other people. That's the major. That's what you go out for. So without that like interaction directly with other people, then you're taking out. The, the, the pure essence of why you go out and why we go to restaurants and why we go to dinner and why we dress up, you know, like, like you're taking that away. So right away, there's uh, Montreal, right? It's a very popular city right near Ottawa. Right. Um, and so one of their nightclubs came online and they did a virtual nightclub right away and they crushed it. They did an amazing job and they did like a huge Zoom room party, right, where everybody's dancing in their Zoom room, right? And lots of people have done this nightclub, like this virtual right. nightclub thing, but Nobody can talk to each other. Right. Right. You can't talk to each other. And, and so there's no conversations. It's just like listening to music and looking at people on screens. And, you know, whatever, man, I can fucking listen to music on my own and watch like something cooler on my screen on my own, you know. Or Right. Um, so uh, the reason we did 10 people was because you have to be able to communicate with each other. Right. And so if people are left to their own devices right if we're left to our own we're not going to go join a zoom room with like fucking nine nine random other people right. right but if you're sitting at home with nothing to do and you buy into this event then i put you in a zoom room and i put a host in the zoom room okay. so that's how you run an event is you have a host hosting the event hosting the zoom room and so that was the difference that um, I had, and the reason I had that is because I have tons of students that work for me, right? And they're, they're good vibes, you know, right. they're there for a good time and they're smart. So they're able to like host the room, make sure everybody comes in, follows the rules, right? Follow right. the talking rules and has a fucking great time, you know? So I have to
0: say that um, was, that was a very smart idea, man. That <laughs> My hat's off, hat's off. So, um, and, and I did not you know, see that answer coming. And I was, it was like the moment when you said it, I was like, wow, that is so true. Um, so the host, what were the hosts doing the whole this whole time? Were they teaching yeah. how to make the drinks or what what, nope. what exactly was going on with those hosts?
1: Yeah. So the whole good question, because the host is the key. Like basically the host is the event. It's the heart and soul of the event. So um, the host, they host the Zoom room. Okay. So right. It's their Zoom room. They, we give, they give out their, their Zoom room link, right, specifically right. to the 10 people that are in that group. Yeah. So they're the ones that facilitate the entire thing, right? It's all organized for you. You buy your ticket. We give you the instructions. All you got to do is do what we say, show up, and there's someone waiting for you i just got off a conference you know call meeting with uh with an with an investment company here and there's a host of it right waiting for you when you get into the meeting that's basically it they're they're, they're hosting the zoom room and literally their job is to just kind of walk you through the whole thing and uh make sure you have a good time so they get people to play drinking games you know um so that's a big part of what they facilitate is drinking right. games that's right. it because they're fun And, um, yeah, so, and also we switched to Facebook live. Okay. So those are the two things that we're doing during the event is zoom, zoom party rooms.
0: I call them,
1: um, and Facebook live stream and the Facebook live stream is where we had like, it was a virtual crawl. So I live streamed from the restaurant. Got it. Okay. And the bartender at the restaurant went on facebook live and showed people like a professional cocktail making lesson you know from your house and um yeah so the host walk you back and forth right make sure you go to the live stream you know what i mean make sure you come back to the group once you have your drink that you made they make sure you fucking drink it and have a great time
0: right and that's how you think outside the box people that's it (laughs) that's a that's a great idea um now let me ask you we don't know how long this is going to be, um, you know. And I know you're you were excited about the terraces opening again. I saw that you posted about that, and that's you know that's uh, it's just a beautiful thing. When we want 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 to you know cater our people in person as soon as possible, but we have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know if it comes back, if it comes stronger, what whatever it may be. Um, there's no way that we know really. So. Do you plan on continuing to do this? Uh, is this something that's going to be a, like a monthly kind of event or what, what is the idea?
1: So good question. Um, I have learned very quickly since COVID um, many, many lessons in risk management. And that's a big part of what event planning is, is risk management. Um, and so um, I was planning on doing the monthly. So I already had annual events. Okay, I do annual events around drink themes. The first one's Caesars, second one, Sangria. Everybody loves Sangria. I, I saw that, I saw that. And then the third one is tacos and tequila, baby. Tell All me right. one person that doesn't love those two things, especially okay. together.
0: We have, a, <laughs> we have a Mexican restaurant for a reason. <laughs> yeah.
1: and so basically, I already do those annual events, right? So I immediately turned them into virtual events so caesar one went really good we sold 200 caesar kits i got 200 people in the fucking zoom rooms partying with each other i delivered the kits to their houses it was a logistical fucking nightmare and i did it and it it, you know what i mean and it was a good time and people really appreciated the fact that i went out of my way you know what i mean like i i put my heart and soul into like making something happen out of the worst situation that's going on in the world so then the next month was sangria okay so this was the second event after having done one already sangria is way more popular so i thought we're going to be in quarantine okay so this is where the risk management comes in i right. went all in on my budget and everything on selling 300 okay? okay and then um black lives matter hit and social media came to you know that's where i do all my sales is through social media mostly right. um, so sales stopped and then patios opened. Who the fuck knew that was gonna happen? Right. You know what I mean? Not not me. So when patios opened, the demand dropped for virtual events to about ten I'd say about ten percent of what it was before. Right. Um because even me personally, if I can go to a patio, I'm not I'm sure as fuck not drinking on Zoom. You right. know what I mean? Why would why would you if, if you have a better option? So right. my idea was to do uh tacos and tequila kit and continue to do the virtual events but now that patios are open, I'm going to do patio, I'm going to do patio events.
0: Got it. Got it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So, so God knows, you know what I mean? So at least here, okay, you guys are fucking, I'm so sorry for what you guys are going through. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Like, this is a terrible thing. We're lucky here in Ottawa. Um, you know, they really clamped down and we haven't had a death and like reported death in nine days, you know, so. Awesome. Um, you know we're we flatten the curve and now, you know, we're kind of so I'm in Ontario. Okay. Okay, and it's, it's like it's, it's one of our provinces like a state Right. And so right beside us right across the river of me is Quebec. It's another province And right. so there's different rules there in Quebec. It's French. Yeah, very right? French so, I've been. Um, Very French. It's it's you know what I mean? It's it's French. So um, there's different rules there bars are open at right. 50% capacity inside
0: right, right. now
1: right yeah. now because um, you know they're a little bit faster and looser with their with their uh, loosening of restrictions you know right um, but in so what I see in the very soon future here in Ottawa is them opening inside at 50% capacity because they just made masks mandatory inside
0: it has to be you know you have to yeah. control a little more I know yeah. Quebecans? Do you call them Quebecans? How do you call them?
1: Quebecers. Quebecers.
0: I mean, (laughs) I I know uh, some don't believe, you know, but it's 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 some serious shit, you know. Same thing happened here. So 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 yeah. And again, and we were starting to open, and now we're taking a step back, back to phase one, you know. Now it's getting more strict, and it has to be, you know. There's nothing we can do. We can't argue with it now, you know. It should have been earlier, but well, you know, that's uh, there's no point in getting political. Just. You know. yeah. yeah, I mean,
1: it, it really sucks. I, I feel very fortunate uh, that I, you know what I mean, the government took the right measures to, right. you know, yeah, it sucked. It sucks to <laughs> leave my house, you know, but, um, you know, I'm really happy that I get the opportunity to do an in-person event because, like, that's what life's about, baby. Right. It's about connecting with people one-on-one, you know. It's about it's about those experiences, and I'm, I'm super excited to uh, pivot Correct. Again, back. back to <laughs> the new COVID restrict the new COVID restrictions. Right. Um, that the the are, new, norm, are new normal. The which normal. Yeah, yeah.
0: uh What are what are the local restrictions over there? Pretty much. So
1: the local restrictions are: um, you have to be sitting at your table in groups, you know, in groups of six, um, at fifty percent capacity. So socially distance. Right. You know, six feet apart tables, and. Um, they just made masks mandatory, you know, so that just happened like today. today. Got it. Um, and so it's, uh, groups of 10, groups, groups of 10. 10, maximum groups of 10, um, and, and half capacity on patios only, only outside.
0: Right. Only outside. So I have a feeling that even though, I mean, people do want to be, you know, there in person, um, some of these online events are gonna are gonna stick are gonna are gonna stay and are gonna be coming back once in a while, you know. And I'm not talking just you, in, but in general, um, I mean, we like like again, we opened with those restrictions and six people per table maximum and masks on. Then they said masks took off. Then now mask on again. Then you know, we started seeing that that for example in Miami. Restaurants that were supposed to have six people were having 10, 12, 15. We're putting three, four tables together. Then the restaurant, you know, bars weren't able to open, but restaurants that had a bar were having parties and crazy amounts of people. And, you know, when people start disrespecting just a little bit, a little bit a little bit, a little bit you know, I guess you see what you see in Quebec, <laughs> the numbers are rising up. And, and um, so I have a feeling this is going to, you know, still be, be coming, coming back. So, so I think you should be thinking of ideas outside of your area alone, too, and and bigger, you know.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, like, um, for sure, um, events, virtual events are coming. Look, this whole thing identified, you know what I mean, Uh, uh, um, a virtual event market that needed to be satisfied before this started. And now that it's happened, um, it needs to be satisfied even more. So the only reason I'm not doing both at once right now is because, I'm still fucking figuring everything out as I go. I don't have the right. capacity to do virtual and in person. You know what I mean? I've got to figure one or the other out. Right. Um, so 100%, if we go back into quarantine, I, I'm I'm waiting. You know what I mean? I have the model. I created it. I know how to throw virtual events. And honestly, like, take this and run with it. That, that Zoom room host, like, bringing people together for that experience, mark my words, That's the key. It's going to be the future of of online gatherings is people gathering in Zoom rooms hosted by somebody that 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 brings them there. You know, it just just uh, makes
0: so much sense. Let me uh, let me ask you what what did people tell you after that first experience? Um, uh,
1: they had an amazing time. They loved their host. That was it. Like over and over again, it was like we loved our host. We loved the bartenders. They loved learning how to make the drinks. They loved it. You know what right. I mean? And the bartenders are all sassy. You know, they've got their own flair. Right. And um, but like they really enjoyed the drinking games in in the in the rooms. Right. Um, because. Yeah, yeah, it just it just connects them on such a deeper level. It connects them on such a deeper level. Right. Um so yeah, where you where you so a lot of people made friends? Like, that, that
0: was my question. Friends. Did you put people that didn't know each other or or were yes. they all friends?
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. So like basically the idea is we, you know, there's max amount of people for room, so you can fill up the room yourself, come with your friends, fill up the room yourself, or you can join with two friends, or four friends, or no friends. You can join completely by yourself, and we're going to put you in a room, and that's, that's going out, baby, right there. Right. You're going to go meet new people, and so we kept getting messages after, because it, it's an afternoon thing. Right. Um, our target demographic with these cocktail kits uh, was Wine Moms.
0: I was gonna was say you, you. I saw your the comments, and I saw a lot of women. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's wine moms. It's it's uh, you know m- moms that are at home. You know what I mean? It's Saturday afternoon. They've got eighty bucks to burn. You know because right. the cocktail kits aren't cheap. Hey, uh, and nobody and
0: cheap. nobody deserves it more <laughs> either, <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. You know,
1: literally, huh. literally, you know. So, um, yeah. I'm,
0: I'm happy, man. I I'm glad. I, I like hearing good, you know, good stories. Even though you had that second not so good experience, but it's also an experience, and it's good, and it lets you learn from, you know, for the future. And uh, in the end, it's very positive. And but just being able to think outside the box and and figuring out a way to bring people together, you know, online and 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 make it profitable. So I don't want to get into the money part. Um, but I, I do want to ask you one question, comparing to what it would be. You know, for somebody to go out, you know, on a regular day or whatnot, um, the price that you had there, was that something like, su- you know, super cheaper than that? Or is it about the same or, what? you know, what was the idea there?
1: Um, it was it was about the same. W- same as a premium um, experience, I Got guess. It. Right. Like, yeah. You know, so we, we charged, you know, we charged um, 50 to 60 dollars. For right. our cocktail kits, um, after tax and and delivery, you know, it, it right. comes up to about seventy five. So, oh, but you're saying for
0: the you're saying for the kit, but it's really for the whole experience.
1: Exactly, that's what I was just that's what I was just getting at. Is like the cost of the kit itself is like you know it's it's not that much, but. Right organizing the hosts and you know what i mean Do, doing the live streams with the bartenders and coordinating with four venues and we're working with tons of local businesses for donations and advertisement and stuff um you know so that you have to charge a premium price in order to make a tiny bit because right. people see 75 dollar ticket and they think you're making a bunch of money but oh. no we're selling a bunch of fucking booze for off, you know what i mean and like like other things that money's not all coming to us right so Correct. the margins weren't, weren't that great but because I was able to pull together such a fun unique experience, I was able to make it profitable and um, where other people are sitting around doing nothing or losing money, right. I, I was able to make a little bit of money. I learned some amazing fucking life lessons <laughs> and like moving forward, once I have the capacity, you know you'll be seeing me out here throwing more virtual
0: parties. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we go, um i want to ask you one thing and uh that is you you mentioned live lessons here and i want to touch on one thing that that uh attract my attention and it's the fact that you have not been drinking not just i mean i guess through the during the quarantine but it's more of a being sober kind of thing can you tell me a little about that
1: yeah absolutely um i've been in the industry for years long time right so anybody that uh works their way from the bottom up to the top of the industry, um, will probably understand um, a little bit of the 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 dark side, you know. Right. Uh, this is a drinking industry, and drinking goes hand in hand with drugs, and it's just it's just the way that it is, you know. And and so, I actually, you know, part of my story was that I lost my brother to drinking and driving about eight years ago. Um, you know, I went through a spiral and I ended up getting into the industry, which was, it was like a good outlet for me because I was going to kind of party anyways, right? To like, to, to mask my, my emotions. But then my partying was, it made me successful. It made me. You know what I mean? Do better and better in the industry. Right. Right. So it kind of like became this thing where I got better and better at what I was doing. And like I got more connected in the scene and and more opportunities because I was at all the parties. I was having all the fun. You know what I mean? I was I was I was the guy, you know, I was at all the parties, having all the fun. Okay, so years and years of that. okay, really, well, you know, build up especially with my mental health issues surrounding my brother I had some you know I built up some some bad addiction problems and mental health issues and uh look man after you hit rock bottom enough times you fucking you know you really want to start changing your life right. and it wasn't until I changed my environment my working environment my business where I surround myself with the places that I go the situation that I put myself in that I was able to make the right. leap and be sober so at the beginning of the year 2020 I was like this is my year i know everybody fucking said that but legit i I (laughs) meant it and i went all in and that's when i actually got my three marketing contracts was i picked them up because not only was i killing my own events so much but i was organized uh, enough as a business to take on marketing contracts on top of planning and running my own events three of them a month as a solopreneur okay so um the reason I was stayed sober, and I got sober, and I'm working now sober in this industry is because um, of the success that I, you know what I mean, the success that I experienced being sober um, is the reason that I got sober, and fucking. I I mean, it's been quite the the experience working in this industry and being around booze, sober, but. uh, Yeah, I'm able to do it because I hit rock bottom enough times that I'm fucking I'm over it, you know, so it's been quite the journey. It's been quite the journey working in this industry sober.
0: Man, congratulations. First of all, first of all, I mean, it's it's, you know, nice to see those those stories. Um, (laughs) And, you know, I, I actually believe that you're one of the few that has taken, you know, 2020 with all the shit that came with it and made something of it you know what i mean that's a good thing you definitely do not need the drinking with the vibe that you have (laughs) you know the energy that you have bro there's no need for that you know what i mean some people may need it a little bit to get out there and be able to start a conversation with somebody or whatnot but not you know it's 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 good that you can stay away from it and still be in the industry because it is something that we love you know what i mean um as long as you know that you can stay away from that part, that's not gonna help you out, and it's just you know gonna drag you in in the wrong direction. Um, I actually do believe that the ones that really, really make it in this industry long term are the ones that are able to do something like you. I had four partners, four partners in um, in Colombia uh, club owners. Um, they were the ones managing partners. Uh, I was just an investor at the at the club, and they the four managing partners were actually recovered alcoholics and they were all all you know not drinking not drink, and it was probably the best partners i've ever had you know it's, 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 it's crazy. the key
1: it's, it's the yeah. key you know yeah. it, it was the key that that you know what i mean really unlocked the next level of success in my life um because there was never the, there's never those moments where i'm making stupid decisions or saying right. stupid stuff or ruining relationships or anything like that so and and yeah like i think it's funny for people that are recovering you know what i mean alcoholics and stuff in this industry because that are able to operate in and after is because i don't know i feel super grateful that i get to do all this fucking fun shit all the time right and it's my job right it's right. my job like it's my it's my industry it's my career so um yes it's not as fun you know when you're out and, and whatever but you know like you said like i'm really i'm the loudest person in the fucking room already <laughs> um so yeah i can manage i can manage and and i'm really happy with um you know without the sobriety i wouldn't have pivoted my business i wouldn't have, i wouldn't have you know what i mean i wouldn't have figured that out i wouldn't have been on point and um you know so yeah awesome. it's uh it's a key. It's a key to getting to the next level. Awesome. Anybody that's fucking watching this that wants to be, you know, like, like a, a big event planner or club runner or anything, if you're drinking every time you're around it, fucking you lose. You're going to lose.
0: Yeah, definitely. Agree. Um, and I, I have also, you know, done my, my fair share of drinking myself, definitely. <laughs> um, so... Thank you so much for your time today. I, I really do appreciate it. I know that the listeners, this is something that is, you know, heard worldwide, and there's a lot of people that are going to enjoy this one and they're going to most likely, you know, move on to do something like what you are doing. I encourage them to find you and ask you questions about, you know, how you made it happen and maybe join forces. Who knows, you know? Um, so, where can they find you, Matt?
1: Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Matt Ward on instagram um and that's where you want to follow me i share all of my journey on my story um and and that's the place you want to find me
0: awesome so again guys you know that where to find me the nightlife entrepreneur on instagram you find my book the nightlife entrepreneur on amazon all the episodes of the podcast nightlifepodcast.com and all the courses on nightlife.university matt thank you one more time